0: hey everyone it's nick
1: and this is joe and we are scary as fuck we are we are we are (laughs) uh this is our first episode and so while we start things off first we'll let you guys get to know us a little bit and then we'll get into our stories
0: it sounds good to me so a little backstory on us joe and i are dating we're in a relationship so uh That's why we got some, I guess, weird inside jokes and, I guess, decent banter or whatever. Yeah.
1: I'm over here just smiling like a little kid because, you know, (laughs) we're dating.
0: Gross. Gosh. (laughs) Didn't know we were starting off the podcast with a scare. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, really, other than that, I mean, don't really feel like telling y'all where we live. I mean,
1: but we do live together. We have three dogs one of them likes to pop his head into our little recording studio and grunt at us. So if you hear him, sorry about it. But uh, we'll also introduce him if that happens.
0: Yes. We do also have a kid. Um, their name will be off of this. Their name and gender will be kept off of the podcast. Yep. But we do have a kid. Yep. Um, yeah. I think really, other than that, like, we're just two normal people. Two, normal. Mid- <laughs> two mid-20-somethings that have an obsession with horror and true crime.
1: Yeah. I, uh, we listened to a couple of podcasts together, one of them is Scared to Death with Dan and Lindsay, and then another one is, and that's why we drink, so if you hear, like, Goose Cam, or what's one of the ones off of Scared to Death?
0: Uh, we simply must be going now, like a story, or? Oh,
1: no, 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 like a catchphrase.
0: Oh, like a catchphrase? Get the fuck out, I say a lot.
1: Yeah, that is true, Uh, that is true. Um, And then I also watch Bailey Sarian. I absolutely love her murder mystery Mondays. And then her dark history is also really cool. So I'll probably be stealing some ideas, not necessarily like her actual stories, but her ideas possibly and do my own research off of them.
0: And you saying that does remind me we do do some research for our stories but a lot of them are like joe was saying from other podcasts we hear them then we want to do more research or like we're just scrolling through reddit or something and we find them so if we don't credit the author which a lot of the times we won't just because it takes away we're not stealing credit if we find the name we'll put it in the description of the episode we'll put it in show notes yep we just don't feel like taking up time from the episode as of now to do that if we get feedback and that changes, then we'll go from there. But, and yeah. that
1: also goes to say, like, we eventually want, well, not eventually, we want you guys to start sending in your own encounters, true true crime stories and stuff. So if you guys send them in and you want your name included or you don't want your name included, definitely write that in the email as well. And our email is that's scary af at gmail.com.
0: And please put in the subject line who it's for because we try to keep our stories secret from each other before we record to get genuine reactions. Exactly. But I think that's enough announcements and boring stuff. Um, So how we do this is we will alternate telling stories. So who's going first today?
1: Do you have one or two? I have two. Okay, so you should go first because I only have one.
0: Okay, so how it'll be is uh, normally we'll have multiple stories, if not just like one long one each. So I'll tell my little snippet one at first and then uh joe will go and then i will close out the episode with Uh, i have a kind of a longer one yeah so all right are you able to give any spoilers or titles for the ones you're telling today or
1: yes so the title of mine is the boy in the box
0: Ooh, yes. okay okay i've heard a little about is this like that uh, i don't want to go into it but it's like kind of a true crime mystery that was like recently they got some new info on it mm-hmm. that i haven't looked into it so i'm really excited to see that Yeah. R.P.C. here same thing
1: exactly you know
0: um like i just said or previously said excuse me i have two my first one is called the lake cabin mm-hmm. and uh the second one is called we simply must be going now yes um both a little different one's about a cryptid one is more paranormal uh but i can't really give too much away otherwise it'll ruin stories well
1: then let's go guys all let's right go.
0: <clears throat> storytelling voice the late cabin my wife and i had been putting in a ton of hours recently at the office we we're so burnt out we needed a vacation and then like someone heard me one of my buddies messaged, goes hey man uh, my lake cabin that I rent out has a vacancy for about a week. You want to go up, you and your wife, take take a few we- few days, excuse me, off, just relax. I text my wife. She's all for it. I call my buddy back. I'm like, let's do it. That weekend, wife and I are in the car. We're heading up to the cabin. So excited. We come up over this hill to go down the driveway to the house. And oh my goodness, it is the most beautiful lake view you could ever imagine. So we get in, we're unpacking stuff. You know, it's just kind of a chill vibe. Nothing's wrong. We have a few beers by the lake, watch the sunset, and then we go inside. Everything's normal. It's fine. We have a fantastic dinner. We had steak and scallops. Amazing.
1: Okay, pause. Yes. So sorry. I know this answer, but I know that there are going to be certain people okay. that listen to the podcast that are going to be curious because they're going to be like me. How do you like your steaks?
0: Oh, my gosh. You really had... That couldn't have I waited till the end of the story. No. Medium.
1: Okay, that's not bad. I'm medium rare.
0: Oh, my gosh. Can I finish this story? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, anyways, so after a great dinner, we had a few glasses of wine and eventually laid down. My wife is reading a book, and I'm slipping in and out of consciousness, and then suddenly she shakes me. She goes, Baby. Baby, do you hear that? I'm like, it's nothing. It's probably just the wind. It's just bugs. You're not used to nature. She goes, no, baby, listen. So I try to listen, and I hear a small creak, creak
1: Mm -mm. from the roof. No. I was
0: like, maybe it's a raccoon or something. And we look up, because we have a small skylight over our bed, so maybe we'll see a little furry body or something. And then we just hear creak, creak. Creep, 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 And we're like, wait, 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 that's running, it's running. So we're freaking out, we're like, maybe, I don't know. And then it gets right up next to the skylight, you hear creep, 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 creep. Mm, then it just never looks over the skylight. Oh. At this point, I am bolt upright in bed. My wife and her are shaking, we're like, what is that, what is that? Is it a raccoon? I was like, I, I told her, I'll go out and check. And she goes, well maybe we should call your buddy see if he knows anything about it i go you know it's late i don't know the area might as well see if there's any predators or something in the area so i call my buddy i go hey man we're hearing this weird noise on the roof we're wondering like do you think it's a raccoon is there like mountain lions in the area what's going on there's a pause from the other end and my buddy says very seriously if you don't go outside or talk too loud it will leave you alone But if you talk above a whisper, it can find you. Just try to get some sleep. It'll be gone by the morning. I said, excuse me? My wife, who had heard the conversation, slaps her hand over my mouth. And she whispers into the phone, oh my god, what the fuck is it? And my friend says in a trembling voice, I don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't think it'd come back. And he hangs up. At this point, we're terrified. And as if it knew, We quietly hear, creak, creak, tit, tit, tit. Something's tapping on the window. We look up, we're confused. We don't know how it knows we're here. Suddenly, our head snaps to the right. Our phones are still on. Our screen light is showing. I hop up as fast and quietly as I can and shut our phones off right after i shut the phones off i hear from right above me creak creak and i run back to bed as soon as i take off running i hear above me creak 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 it's above me it's following me it's gaining i look up right as i run under the skylight and see something it jumps across the skylight with legs longer than a deer's legs but it was hairless There wasn't any hair on the body. It's a skinwalker. And then I hear from the basement, crash! The window broke. No, thank you. So I run up, I throw the desk in front of the door, Mm -hmm. and I hear coming up the stairs, creak, creak, creak. And then I hear on my door, (laughs) my wife and I are shaking. I look at her and I say, what do we do? She looks at me with tears in her eyes and say All we can't do is wait out the night. The end. No. That's it. That's the end. <laughs> I
1: don't like that.
0: Thoughts, concerns, questions. This
1: is definitely a skinwalker you think? Definitely a skinwalker. I don't
0: like that the friend knew.
1: I don't like either. I don't like that either.
0: When he said, I'm I sorry,
1: I didn't know, come back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe make like Bugs Bunny and Warner Brother. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Like, I, I don't know. I don't that's have too much to add on to that. That's why. That's just like a little quick hitter that gives you a little little chicken skin right there. Oh,
1: a little chicken skin indeed.
0: Alright, let me, let me get all cozied up. I'm ready for it.
1: You took it. I wanted to be the one getting cozy. You
0: can't be cozy if you're the one telling the story. I know. Okay. You dingbat. That's okay. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. So my story, again, is called The Boy in the Box. And it's less of a storyline. Yeah. Okay. I love you. I Keep going. Okay. It's less of a story, story telling, more of a storyline. Because um, I get all of my facts off of. Well, for this story, I got it off of Daily Mail and then CBS News. Okay. So, we'll just hop right into it. Ooh, I'm
0: excited. Right, okay. I guess, real quick, before you start, my source for the last one was Reddit. Awesome. If anybody was wondering. Yeah. I don't remember the username that posted it, but it was Scary Stories Reddit. Hell
1: yeah. Okay. All right. So boy in the box he was born on January 13th in 1953 they think he died in February of 57 sometime around there um just recently they found out his name his name is Joseph Augustus Zarelli oh. and his parents were Augustus Gus Zarelli he recently died in 2014 and then his mom, Mary Elizabeth, or Betsy, Abel, died in nineteen ninety one. It's up until they found out who he was, which was back in December of
0: twenty twenty two. Oh wow. It was so literally neither,
1: last December. Neither
0: of his parents really got closure then. Uh-uh. Were, okay. Yeah. I, oh I couldn't even imagine.
1: It was. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's not great. And it only gets better from here, folks. Oh yes. <laughs> um, so it was a cold case for 65 years. They still have no suspects even after finding out his DNA and all of that. Um, they recently figured out his DNA, uh, his identity with DNA research and genealogy to build a web of relatives that led to him. And when they originally found his body, Joseph's naked body was found badly bruised, wrapped in a blanket in a J.C. Penney's bassinet box in Philadelphia's Fox Chase neighborhood on February 25th of 1957. So they're not exactly sure the actual day, but they know he passed away in February of 57. Um, his hair had been recently chopped off, but not very well. There were still clumps of his hair that were left. He was severely malnourished. He had several scars all over his body, Investigators couldn't tell exactly how old he was until recently because of the state his body was in. Oh, my God. The police... This is what really messes me up. The police published pictures of his battered face in order to try and identify him. So they were going through all of the means necessary to try and identify him. They mm-hmm. were putting up posters. They were releasing photos. They were doing everything they could. But my thing is, is that they did... How his body was found. So they yeah. showed the really gruesome pictures of that. And then a little bit later on, they did like an AI generated, like what he should have looked like okay. type of thing and posted that. Um, they put up posters in malls, even. And the parents never came forward to claim their child, even after they found him and put up pictures and all of that. The parents never came forward.
0: Uh-uh, that's... The, mm-mm. Yeah. That's like an oak tree in the middle of summer. That's shady. Uh-huh. I don't like that.
1: Yeah. So, the police believed he was killed by blunt force trauma. And then we're going to go back into a little of the backstory. Okay. Um, so, when uh, he was born, Betsy was 21. He was almost put up for adoption. And, but from their relatives they said that there was no cruelty no meanness or anything like that from his parents so they think that the parents didn't have anything to do with his death um and if i remember right he was also born out of wedlock like his parents weren't married and that's why his mom's last name was abel not zarelli
0: okay i have thoughts and questions but i'll let you finish first because they might be answered with what you have
1: okay um his gravestone had read, Heavenly Father blessed this unknown boy with the date they found his body. They f- he finally received a proper headstone on what would have been his 70th, 70th birthday. And after all of this came forward, they, like, all of the DNA stuff came forward. Um, and they found out that Joseph was Gus's son. Mm-hmm. Gus didn't know about him, is what I saw during my research. So, the children that Gus did have came forward, and they were like, no, there's no way. Like, it's never shown any links to their father or any member of their story, or of their family. He said that the family were extraordinarily sympathetic and horrified, adding, quote, There is no credible allegation by anyone, including the Philadelphia Police Department, that their father knew of the birth of this child or had anything to do with the life of this child, and certainly nothing even remotely suggesting that he even knew of or had anything to do with the harm having come to this child. So, this case was brought back to light in 2010, but the DNA technology was still quote-unquote primitive, there was a Dr. Fitzpatrick that brought that was brought in after his several successful cases that were solved with the forensic testing around 2010. Fitzpatrick knew that the adoptees were finding their birth parents through DNA and genealogy, and he thought to himself, like, why can't we apply to cold cases? Why can't we do this for cold cases? It
0: makes sense.
1: At first, the technology wasn't good enough to get DNA off of anything, and then in February of 2001, Twenty one. There was a breakthrough when they started using methods that they used on mummies, and created a whole profile for Joseph. The lab that ended up doing this wants to stay anonymous. They were just in it for the science of it all. They didn't want anything. That's fair. Like that. That's fair. Um, Misty Gillis, a forensics genealogist, did most of the research in regards to this case, building a web of third and fourth cousins once and twice removed until finally she got to his birth mother it took her about two months to do this quote it was very personal to me because i have young children around the same age as joseph Gillis said i want his story i want to have his story told i want to have it out in the world to do him justice and i do see it in my nose now joseph was born
0: out of wedlock so his
1: parents never got married
0: okay is, is there anything on his mom? Did his mom get married, like, after he was <laughs> born? Okay. <laughs> um,
1: while the father's name was on the birth certificate, they had to do more research before they could definitively say it was him. In Gillis's research into the father, it led her to find Justin Thomas, who did a DNA test as a fluke. The dude... What happened and how it ended up being a fluke was the guy bought a DNA test kit for his girlfriend because she wanted to know, like, all of her nationalities and all of that. Okay. And then they broke up, and he hadn't given it to her yet, so he ended up just doing it himself.
0: Okay.
1: And after finding Thomas, Gillis told him that he might be a match to a cold case from Philadelphia. Thomas got his mom to take a test which confirmed that his mother was most likely the first cousin of little Joseph. When they they then went to a medical examiner to get the death certificate updated where they were presented with other holes in their research that they had to figure out before they were actually able to do the death certificate. Since word had gotten out Fitzpatrick was receiving emails about things saying hey just tell me if he's eastern european my grandfather was eastern european and i think it was my grandfather's brother one lady had written a book about the boy and had pictures of another child that just looked just like him she wrote this long email about why she had it all figured out and all i could do was just say thank you for the information she was dead wrong but she wanted me to say oh my god you solved it (laughs) No one who contacted Fitzpatrick about anything had correct information. Hmm. And then on December 8th, they finally released his name. And Fitzpatrick wanted to stress that they didn't use any of the 23andMe or Ancestry DNA to solve this case. They used GED match, which is also used to solve cases like the Golden State Killer.
0: I was literally going to ask at the end if it was like the same type of thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then... The murder investigation still remains open to this day, and the police are offering twenty thousand dollars to anyone who can provide information leading to an arrest and conviction of a suspect. But it's still an unsolved case.
0: Hear me out. Uh, anybody listening, if you win that twenty thousand, let me hold three hundred dollars. Let me hold three hundred dollars. No. Okay. Are you done? Because I, gotta, yes, I, I got I got a few things.
1: Yes, I'm done. There's a bunch of. Um, conspiracies about this too and I didn't go too far into them because I thought that this was going to take a little bit longer honestly
0: so what I'm hearing is this could have been an episode unto itself
1: yeah pretty much because there was there was a conspiracy that I remember that the mom was a different mom mm-hmm. and apparently it it was Joseph was born by a foster homes owner's daughter
0: okay
1: Uh uh-huh and that's why he just got dumped
0: okay but but he was
1: four years old
0: yeah that's he was four and like you were saying in there he was beaten starved and he had his hair crudely chopped
1: exactly in
0: my opinion i think it was his mom because it's...
1: There's a lot of conspiracies that say that, too. Because
0: it's, like, the stigma of being, like... Because here's my thing. If his dad... His alleged dad... Excuse me. Right. His alleged dad...
1: Well, it has been confirmed.
0: I know. I just don't want backlash from the family. That's so fair. I'm going to say alleged. That's fair. So the alleged dad is, like, if he has other kids, there's a chance that old dude's mom could have been his mistress or something. And back in the 50s, you know... Can't do that. Father's know, father knows best era type shit. Yep. And... I, I mean, I could genuinely see it. Like, a lady being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this stigma. Especially if she's young enough to still go out and find someone else. That's
1: what I was just about to say, too, is she was 21 when he was born.
0: Okay. So I'm sorry. I think it's her. That's my That's humble fair. opinion.
1: That's fair. I honestly, I don't know, man. I To me, I would think, I like elaborate stories, though. I, <laughs> and it's so fucked up. Because I think the mom got involved in some shit that she didn't. She shouldn't have gotten into. Okay. And then that's how it led to her son being taken. It could have been a hostage situation, but she couldn't go to the dad because, like you said, it could have been like a mistress thing, mm-hmm. and so she couldn't get the help from his dad. And then they ended up just taking him and doing all but of
0: that. The one detail that bothers me is you said she didn't die until like 99 91. It was ninety yeah. something. Yeah. But it's like if you're four year old is missing
1: wouldn't you be and looking like, everywhere? you said yeah
0: like there's pictures up there's they released the photos
1: exactly it'd
0: be a thing like you know my kid's been gone for a bit i might call the police and be like hey you know that kind of looks like my kid i'm willing to like do a dna test or like whatever they have back in the 50s i don't know
1: yeah yeah i was not a fan of that whatsoever because i like we said before we have a kid
0: yeah Yeah, I would,
1: you know the things on TikTok right now where it's like, uh, they ask women would they kill for their children? Motherfucker, I would burn down (laughs) fucking cities for our son.
0: Sorry, we have way different for you pages, because when you're like, you know those people on TikTok, the first thing that popped into my head is, you're not going to believe the scary entity that's in this video. (laughs) That's what's on my TikTok. (laughs) I fucking love it. I have, I have that or thoughts. That's all I have. That's fair. I have
1: some thoughts sprinkled in there. You know
0: what I'm saying? A little, <laughs> little. Uh, stress oh relief. my gosh! I don't know how we went from talking about a child's death to TikTok thoughts, but you know, it's fine. We do, we just do things. It's like the, ch- the cholo the thing from the from our practice episode. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Well. Ready for me to uh, put a pretty old bow on this and wrap this episode up? Yes, sir. All right. Our last story of the day is called We Simply Must Be Going Now. Quick credits to it, um, partially from another podcast, Scared to Death, and then other parts from my personal research, which included sites like Reddit and then just standard scary story sites. Um Oh before I start Last thing This will be told From the first person Perspective of the person In the story This is not my First hand account All oh, right. I just say that Because it takes place In a small town And I'm from a small town
1: Oh so, Okay fair enough
0: <clears throat> Storytelling voice My dad and I Used to love everything Horror Movies Stories You name it But that's back When I was naive This was before I knew that Those things were real This was before She took him away From me After I finish typing this story and I upload it, I will be done with the paranormal forever. And I pray to God, it will be done with me. This is the story of we simply must be going now. My family and I lived in a small town. It used to be one of those big boom towns back in the day. We had a few silver mines and a bunch of little factories and like wood mill, sawmill, things like that. Uh, But... Unfortunately, before I was born, the mine shut down, which slowly but surely was followed by all the good jobs, most of the good factories, and when that shuts down, you lose most of the good families. Mm -hmm. My family, however, was pretty lucky. We got to stay. My mom was a teacher, and my dad worked maintenance for the city. My mom died in a car crash, but my dad decided to stay. He never ended up remarrying, so it was just me and him for my whole life. Nowadays, this town is barely more than boarded up buildings and factories. One of those factories, and in my opinion, the creepiest one, is the old doll factory.
1: Oh, hell
0: no. Now, see, there's some backstory to it. The old owners died a few years before I was born. A double suicide. Well, kind of. Sort of. Not really. Uh, (laughs) Um... They were both found laying on their backs with their heads propped up perfectly on their pillows. The weirdest part, their eyes were wide open with a look of horror on their face and a note that read, we simply must be going now. Nope. Just so you know, there was no drugs in the house and the coroner report says there was nothing in their system. It was listed as uh, natural causes. They were only in their early 50s good health and the night before they had their classic thursday night tradition go to the local diner and then take a late night stroll home their deaths officially shut down the doll factory the rumor is is that their kids couldn't uh, get along and decide what to do with the building some wanted to lease it out to other companies one wanted to sell and another was just like let's just keep it going meanwhile while they argued the factory fell further and further into disrepair the creepiest part A lot of the handmade dolls were still in there but that was just to give you some backstory on the place back to me by the time i was in high school this place had a ton of scary stories and rumors surrounding it and it was one of the rites of passage to visit the doll factory before you graduated Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was a host of challenges and dares but by, by far the creepiest one is trying to summon anna by saying her famous last words three times in a mirror bloody mary style absolutely not
1: (laughs) absolutely not
0: who is anna you may ask well i'll tell you but i warn you her story is nothing but a tragedy (laughs) anna was in a loving relationship with her new husband thomas she was freshly pregnant and working at the doll factory thomas was your standard blue collar mill worker everything was going great until the war started Thomas, along with thousands of other young men, enlisted to fight for the U.S. in World War I. A few months later, Anna got the news that Thomas would be coming back from war. Oh. Only it would be in a wooden box. Fuck. Due to the loss, Anna started experiencing health problems. Mm-hmm. And as she was in desperate need of a break, or she was in desperate need of a break, such as maternity leave or something along those lines. Right. How did her employers at the doll factory help her? by laying her off and telling her, I know times are tough, but that's no excuse to slack. Which she responded, Please, no, don't do this. Please, I need this job. We won't make it. Days turn into weeks. Nobody has seen or heard from Anna. Until one day the owners of the doll factory heard a commotion downstairs. So they come down, after they were hearing screams, whispers, they were they were lost. The bosses burst through and the first thing they see is a skinny, emancipated, emancipated, emancipated. Oh my gosh! We'll you just got say, it. we'll just say skinny. I am stumbling over my words. A skinny, unkept woman holding a bundle. It was Anna. And when she noticed the owner, she turned to them and, with a grin that didn't meet, that didn't reach her eyes, says, "Look what you caused!" Before pulling the blankets away from the bundle to reveal a baby, a dead baby, with its chest ripped open. What? horrified the owner screams which prompts anna to release an unhinged laugh and say she broke my heart so i figured i'd borrow hers it's while, it's widely believed that anna's baby was stillborn the only the owner walks up to her and tries to tell her that they're calling someone and she'll get the help she needs anna loses all emotion in her face and voice and says oh no need we simply must be going now before pulling out a revolver and shooting herself in the head in the factory now back to my story my senior year my best friend and I were supposed to go to the factory together but she backed out I told my dad I still wanted to go and he responds not by yourself you won't to which I respond why, why don't you come with me old man it'll give us something other than spooky stories and cheesy movies to do together my dad looked nervous but eventually agreed fast forward to about midnight dad and I enter, are entering the factory when you first walk in, it's what you'd expect. A lot of graffiti, broken windows, etc. I look at my dad and mockingly go, Ooh, scary. He responds in an equally joking tone, Not sure what's creepier, you in the morning or this factory? We both laugh before continuing in. We explore for a bit and we find an old bathroom. I look at him and go, What do you say we try that Anna ritual thing before we call it a night?
1: Dumb Dumb ass
0: mind you at this point we had not seen or heard anything that would give us a bad vibe of this factory it just seemed like an old abandoned building god how i wish we would have just left right there and then my dad agrees and we go into the bathroom and shut off our flashlights and we say we simply must be going now we simply must be going now we simply must be going now and we wait about five minutes and nothing happens I turn to my dad to make a joke but I barely get out hey dad before he quietly but firmly says close your eyes and grab my hand I start to laugh but the look on his face told me it wasn't a joke before I could ask anything else I hear a woman crying then the air gets cold as ice and heavy and there's a quiet pause and I hear right between my dad someone whispered look what you caused we screamed and ran out when we got home we stayed up shaking on the couch watching a comedy no more horror for us that night i tried asking my dad what he saw but he refused to tell me all he would repeat is just know i love you with my whole heart eventually the exhaustion got the better of us i woke up around 5 p.m on the couch and my dad wasn't in the living room anymore so I just assumed he had gone to his room. I make my way down the hallway to see what he wants for dinner. I open his doors and the words catch in my mouth. Laying there on his bed, with his arms by his side, his head propped perfectly on his pillow, and a look of horror on his face, was my dad. There was a note on his nightstand, and I slowly opened it, even though I knew what it would say. It was just six words, six words I still see when I close my eyes. I simply must be going now. (sighs) The end. (laughs) Was that worth the wait? This is the story. For those of you who don't know, I've been teasing this story to Joe for, what, like, two or three weeks now? Yes. Thoughts? Concerns? Questions?
1: They're dumb as fuck. Who?
0: The owners? Anna?
1: Well, okay. It started with the owners.
0: Which, by the way... I'm assuming you caught this because you guys are smarter than me, but it took me my second time listening to it to put two and two together that the owners that died at the beginning were the owners that fired her. Yeah. That took me a second to put to put together. Oh, no, you're good. You're good.
1: Yeah, no, because she was, like, it was because she saw them. Yeah. Like, she appeared to them, and that's why the dad was like, shut your eyes, grab my hand. Yep. Fuck that. That's a good-ass dad, though.
0: And my, my favorite part about this story before we like dig into it is it's like three scary stories in one mm-hmm. it's what happened to the owners then it's anna's story and then it, what what's happened to the uh, protagonist yep that's one of my favorite skits i was reading it and i was getting uh chick, chicken scam, bro like goosebumps yeah. goose goose couldn't do it i
1: don't blame you that's the
0: suicide crazy. part yeah where she's just holding her dead baby
1: yeah and she's like crack dude With the whole thing f- like the chest the mm-hmm. heart ripped out too.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And first off, I don't what I'm curious about is what what she meant by like she took mine, so I took hers. Like obviously uh, like it sucks having a stillborn baby. That,
0: that's how I took it is she had lost her husband and then the one reminder of her husband was gonna be their kid and then the kid was stillborn. Oh
1: okay. So it okay. probably broke that
0: makes her sense. heart. That makes so sense. Um, I'm I'm This might just be me reading into it, but I took it as she took my heart with her like when she left the earth. Yeah. So, sorry, hit your knee. You're good. So, yeah. Wow. Any final thoughts or questions?
1: This is why you don't fuck with the paranormal. I'm just saying. This is why I don't fuck with the paranormal.
0: (laughs) Can we play with the Ouija board? No. Uh, We'll talk about it. No. Anything else? No. Because I have one more thing. Okay, what's that? I do want to say all these stories today were a little creepy if not downright scary one might say scary as fuck i've been nick thank you guys for joining us today
1: and i'm joe thank you guys so much
0: (laughs) bye